0: I'm in Boston, Cambridge specifically. It's so nice. I feel there's so much comfort in the familiar. Like it's so nice being in my mom's apartment because I've come here so many different times on and off through life. And I'm like, oh, this is so comforting and nice. And it's 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 just like it really is a treat. Getting to see my mom, getting to see my niece. You know, there's definitely like a moment where I was with them, like, ah oh, man, I wouldn't trade any of this. I wouldn't trade any of this. It was just very, very special for me. I feel really weird about that. I've got some shows coming up. I've got some shows in Kansas City, July 16th, 17th, and 18th. Now, I've gotten word they're social distanced, and I trust the club owner doing it, and I'm excited, but I also feel really weird trying to promote something. You know? I don't know. It feels really—it feels weird, this is the first time I this will be the first time I'm doing shows without also being secret keepers having access to that that's how that was the that's why I want to be like you fl- I, I, why would I not do that that's that's where I mo- got people to come out the shows from Fucking, what it is what it is one step forward no one step forward two steps back and I hate math one step forward two steps back then you figure out how to skip. That's what I'm thinking. Then you figure out how to skip. Yesterday, my mom came into Cambridge. So she's, we're in Massachusetts. It's pretty close to Cambridge. And she came in to get her hair cut by Ashley, my girlfriend. Which I might add, this is my longest relationship at this point. Normally my relationship's last One year. And then through six months to one year. And then tap out. So this is like total, this is all new territory for me. It's very interesting. And my mom comes in, gets her hair cut. Very nice of Ashley. Ashley did a great job. And then my mom and I do a little interview. And I'm going to play it for you guys. I'm going to play the interview for you. I'm going to play the interview for you. It was so fun. She was really cute. Because she was like, let me see the questions first. Let me this. Let me that. And then she was like, oh, I didn't look at them. But she was, it was really, it was, it was just, it was fun. You know, she was a good sport about it. She is a good sport. And Uh, It was therapeutic, so I'm happy to share with you here on the diary. Thank you. Thank you, Bob Cunningham. Thank you, Bob from Boston, for supporting the podcast, becoming a monthly supporter. I appreciate you. All right, here's my little sneaky peek conversation with my mom. Today I am talking to Susan Cheever, Swedish Weaver, my mother. How you doing, Mom?
1: Fine, Emma.
0: Your hair looks good.
1: Thank you. I just got a haircut from... Ashley it looks great it looks great it feels great too
0: good oh. so we'll start off just just real simple who's your favorite me or Katie I'm joking I'm joking <laughs> I'm joking
1: just. I'm joking i'm joking i like ashley best
0: of all <laughs> oh god well ashley's making me and katie look bad because she's cleaned the freaking moss or whatever the grout whatever she cleaned out mold, of the mold emma mold yeah she comes down and she goes oh there's i don't know why i just was about to use your voice for Oh, there's mold in the bathroom i'll clean it and i said you're making me and my sister look bad so first question that someone had this isn't one for me was i'm gonna do one from someone else one for me and we'll trade back and forth what was Emma like as a kid?
1: Well, it depends on what age you're talking about with Emma. But she was always more of a tomboy. She went through a phase, I think it was third or fourth grade, which she would wear the same, she had two pairs of pants that were the same, and that is all she would wear. Oh, man. And she had a, a hoodie, and she would always have the hoodie up. Yeah. But you, you were kind of pudgy for a while, Emma. And remember we'd go pants shopping together? Oh, yes. It was torture. It was torture. Because I would try to pick out these pants that fit you, and I'd bring them to the dressing room, and I'd be outside the dressing room. How do those fit, Emma? How do those fit? And none of them really quite fit. And, I mean, I went through that as a child, too. So I could feel your pain, as they say. But, oh, God. And then when you got older... Um, I remember that, mom. I remember that,
0: so, and I think it was two <sighs> things. I think it was feeling on well, I think it was feel, yeah, feeling uncomfortable with my weight, and then not like feeling comfortable with some of the clothes. But I do remember when I, I've tried to write about that before in comedy. I said when you're heavy, pants shopping, pants shopping is hard anyway. But pants shopping when you're heavy is so because you're dealing no, with you're fine, you short, yeah. Let's yeah. not forget, <laughs> you're dealing with that, and not how you, not like how you look necessarily, and then trying to fit into something. It's just. And, well, it's, it's you know. kind of
1: a painful age, too. Yeah, it
0: is. It is.
1: But when you got to be about 6th or 7th grade, you became really difficult. <laughs> I mean, you would, we would argue all the time. And, of course, it was a little hard because you were... I guess I was divorced by then, but...
0: Um, I don't think I was living at Dad's primarily then. I think I was still going back and forth. I think.
1: You know, and remember you 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 had this great group of friends brett yes and there would be these sleepovers yep. the boys and emma you know yeah <laughs> but you had girlfriends too at school
0: yeah i remember but always hanging out with sam and I brett. just
1: you were difficult and i can't tell you how many times i drove up to bangor to the bus station because emma had left her her pur- you didn't carry a purse remember never issue? oh, my, oh my mom my always God. wanted me to get a
0: purse every christmas look at your purse would well,
1: you get to go first? Well, it's because you leave things like I know. The, you know. I'm sorry. Here, the Bangor, you know, bus station calls up and said, "Well, there's a, it, you know, we opened it. And it's Emma Wilman, and or you left your license, or you know." So oh my I, God!
0: My remember my um, my mouth guard. Oh, it would be. I
1: remember I, this distinctly. Has Ashley heard this story, no, so it's
0: not one I often tell.
1: So we, for a period of time, Emma needed to wear a mouth guard to straighten her teeth. Mm-hmm. And you took it out to eat, obviously. And we had been driving from back from Boston up to Maine. And we stopped at this restaurant, you know, and you got your tray of food and you brought it. And I was hurrying because there was still a lot of driving. And we took the trays over and we threw the paper out and stuff. And like, where's your mouth guard, Emma? Son of a bitch. So we went back and looked through the trash.
0: Yep, I remember digging through the trash. Did we find it?
1: Yes, we found it. Yay! <laughs> See? What are the things I can remember about you?
0: What were you like as a kid? Who Who's the first friend you remember having?
1: Oh, that's easy. Her name was Rosamond. Oh, Brown. yeah,
0: who you're still friends with. Or are you?
1: Well, we've kind of lost contact with each other. I mean, we're friends, but some friends, you have to really work at yep. staying connected to friends. And if you don't do that, it should go along. You just finally lose too much Time.
0: I think that's one of the biggest things when I think of you and I think of the things that you really prioritize. I have very two really distinct messages I remember you saying. Really distinct because I think it was said in a kind of an extreme way. But you said you, you have to take care of your, your friends. Are, I think you said that your friends are the most important. And you know, you cultivate your friends, and that it's so important you stay in touch with your friends. And then if you do heroin, you die. <laughs> and you said if you just put it in your then you die. You just die. So I remember that, well, you know, doing, which I know we know that's not what happens when you do heroin right away, but I remember, I just I was remember. trying to scare you. You did. Cause because I remember being like.
1: You're a very impulsive person.
0: hmm Yep. So your first runs with Rosalind, what was your favorite meal when you were a kid? I
1: don't remember. No. I used to look forward to Sunday lunches when we had roast beef. Um, mm. I mean, that was the year when families had a big Sunday lunch together. But I don't really remember any favorite food. Oh, I love!
0: I, ro- I used to love roast beef. Remember at Grandma? Oh my
1: God, we couldn't cut it up fast enough. <laughs> that's why I was a big kid. You remember when
0: you went to Sweden and you came back, and there was that su- i had stayed, I'd been with Dad. That was the summer. I remember that's when I kind of got became overweight because I remember then that's I had to go to the doctor and he told me I had to lose some weight. Do you remember that? You came back from something in Sweden.
1: Well, I mean, I was. a big remember he said, "What is? What has She's your father been kid? feeding you?" i said it it was just the way some kids when they become teenagers do put on some weight and then when they usually when they start having their period or whatever they grow out of it i mean i used food as a comfort thing though
0: food was comforting yes
1: food was very comforting comforting to me when i was in um when i was young because i can't believe this now but I think my parents used to leave me alone quite a bit or leave me alone mm. with ziki and they'd go ziki's my mom's brother oh we're just up the street having cocktails of sure. so and so and um i have this distinct memory of this we probably had roast beef for lunch sunday lunch and mm. someone had made a cake and i remember going into the kitchen by myself i don't know what time it was but cutting myself a huge <laughs> piece of cake <laughs> freedom like sitting down and eating <laughs> and looking at it and I remember even that and thinking what am I doing yeah this is sort of sad yes you know and I probably was that was one of my where was your sister periods. oh she was off with well she had this really good friend up the street let see where we lived down the country I didn't have any friends except right if my parents drove me someplace I had a couple of friends but you had to drive to their house sure but my sister had a good friend up the street. Mm-hmm. So they just hung out all the time together. Um, did they include I you, guess, did you feel I mean, like?
0: what? Did they include you?
1: Uh, what well, they did. They were mean to me.
0: <laughs> being the youngest kid's hard. I remember being mean to Katie when she wanted to play. And then I remember Wiley, my older brother, you know, wanted to play with him. And then he'd say, eh. He right. didn't play that much, though.
1: But. Well, he, he, he's a different category. <laughs> he is. He really um. But when I was really young, food was comfort for yep. me, and I loved to make chocolate chip cookies. Mm. And I probably ate too many because, but I, I loved. I could just Relatable. whip up a batch of chocolate chocolate chip cookies so fast.
0: Your parents would let you use the oven like unsupervised and stuff.
1: I must. I must have been old enough. Yeah. I remember. Also, I have distinct memory. I had this children's cookbook, and I was making brownies, and I mixed the batter up, and I tasted the batter, and I go tastes kind of funny and mm. i went in where my mother was working i said the, the batter tastes funny and she she looked at the recipe and she said well what did you put in And it got to the baking soda <laughs> the baking powder and it said like a teaspoon and a half and i think i put in like i don't know a cup and a half
0: oops <laughs> so, you eat them i'll eat the next batch you know so what do you think it is because i feel like you're very um open-minded were you always very open minded, or is that something you learned from somebody? Or where do you think that came from? I think it's just me. Just you? I mean,
1: why was my sister the way she was? She was much more <laughs> traditional. And also I she think ate. I've said this before. I mean, I graduated from high school in nineteen sixty five. Right. And college in nineteen sixty nine, just you know, the Vietnam War, people right. were protesting. Everything sort of changed. If you it's almost like a real dividing line the people previously to 1965 everything was they didn't ever do anything differently but right. afterwards there was a lot more open-minded that was the hippie freedom yeah, it acid hippie, it was the hippie era
0: everyone everyone was doing just acid in the well, park not
1: everyone no i mean i did acid once in my life oh my goodness um but
0: and that was when you were in And then you went to Berkeley. But
1: I mean, my sister married her high school sweetheart. You know, he went off to college. She followed him to college. And when he finished college, they got married. So everything for her was very traditional. Right. And she, you know, they lived very close to where we grew up. And she taught school for a few years. And then she got pregnant. And her kids went to the same school that she and her husband did. Right. You know, so they're just... And they belong to the same country club. Right. So they're just... Perpetuating things were like, I never liked to play golf. I didn't like to play bridge. I wasn't very good at tennis. The hell um, is
0: bridge again? Some card, card game? game. Yeah.
1: Um, I just didn't fit into that mold right. right from the beginning.
0: Were your parents shocked when you wanted to go to UC Berkeley?
1: Mm, I can't remember. I don't think so. I, I mean, they were more shocked when I bought a fish market. but,
0: but Oh, right.
1: But they got over that. <laughs>
0: mom bought a fish market and she had a fish recipe and then some someone took that fish recipe remember they took your recipe
1: it was for fish ch- your fish, fish chowder.
0: chowder and, and then chowder. they sent it to a magazine and they need to pay
1: well, well recipes you can change one little thing like a teaspoon of right right something but instead of a quarter of a teaspoon and then it's
0: so. I've always said get tell me the name and she says I won't say the name do That's you remember not- the name
1: Yes,
0: I do. All right, all, right, all right,
1: she's not. She's not. She's going to sneak? That was a long time ago. All right, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. What is the most interesting place that you've traveled to? Hard to rank, I'm sure.
1: Well, interesting in what sense? I mean,
0: interesting. Maybe you know, what was the physically most
1: physically, or the culture, or
0: uh, what was? Well, I'm always always curious about. Didn't you go to? Didn't? Wasn't there something with a train? I remember there was one time you said, "Well, I was in a train, maybe I'm making this part up, but something with a freight car, well, something I'd with went, Russia." I
1: went across Russia on the Siberian Railroad. That's what I'm thinking. But that of. wasn't the country. It, what was so interesting was this experience we had with this Russian man, and you know, you know, who, David, my friend, then he was ended up. They played, they played cards together. They. Um, they really communicated and he was from a town called Alma-Ata mm. which means I think red apple or something and out of his suitcase he brings these apples and also champagne because champagne oh. is I don't know if it's the same but it used to be Russian champagne was good
0: um, Was David your was friend? It was experience but I guess mm. maybe
1: one of the most interesting places I went of course I can't remember the town but it's some place in Italy um where people lived in these caves forever. But all the caves, you, when you got there, you, you went down into the caves. I mean, you went down into this whole subterranean town. Hmm. And people lived in these caves for for years. And um, then it became, it was a real slum. It, hmm. There was a famous book written about it. Um, did you
0: know you were going to go see it, or did it just re-walking yeah, no, I by?
1: Karen. You know um your friend Catherine's mom yeah Catherine's yeah. mom and um i think we both wanted to go on a trip i don't know i think we would decide we're going to go to southern spain together mm. so we went to this place and i read about it why can't i remember the name and see what's happened to it now it got sort of glorified and then people would buy these things and fix them up and sure you could stay in these fancy right. boutique places and you know um, it was a very bad slum, and there was lots of disease and stuff. This was, like, right after... Well, people had lived there for years, but then Mussolini in World War II, I forget what he did. So it was just so interesting to... And it was
0: underground?
1: It's not underground, but you, you get to the, the new modern part of the town. It's, like, ground level. You get off the bus, and here's the modern town. And then you you could... I mean, it was very light and hmm. open. It wasn't narrow, but you'd walk down you descend these and then was a whole another town hmm. below but i mean you know the open, you saw the open sky it was it was white but it was just like under and then and then further along there were these caves all built up on the oh why can't i remember the name i, I could look it up on the internet i guess if you want to add it um i mean that was interesting but i, I guess
0: when was the first time you went to guatemala
1: I went to Guatemala in 2009, and um, I guess because I've gotten to know Guatemala, I don't know if it's the most interesting place, but I've gotten to know the culture a little more. I mean, interesting is sort of a vague word, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been interesting to become a little more part of this culture, um, and not feel like a real tourist, you know, I mean, Mostly Weren't sometimes. you? Didn't you,
0: I remember one time you said, "You why know, well, sleep in the? You sleep in the? Wasn't there one thing you slept on the floor or something?"
1: Oh well, that's when that trip I went after the Trans-Siberian Railroad, we hitchhiked.
0: Okay, so this is—I I thought there was some time you slept on the floor recently, and I said, "What are you doing?" Not recently. Okay, good. Old. That's what I thought, but I wasn't going to say anything. That's what I thought. Someone asked. Do you still do Swedish weaving? Yes, she does. I can answer that one.
1: Well, I really don't anymore because my hands have gotten so arthritic that it's hard for me to weave. And plus, I was taken up, most of my time was taken up with my um, clothing business. Right. Which is sort of ground to a halt because of COVID. I can't get anything. I have all this stuff sitting in Guatemala that I can't get up there. Oh, the product.
0: There the product. was this one that cracked me up when the, someone called. remember someone called from Google. They were trying to get you listed. And I picked up the phone. And they said, well, what kind of businesses? And you said, it was, it's importing, exporting. Import, import, export from Guatemala. I said, it's going to sound like you're a freaking drug dealer. And then you're like, I want you to go pick up this shipment and deliver it to Boston. I said, it sounds like. Do you remember that? You, want, you oh, wanted me to go oh, get it wait, from oh, New no, York. No, and
1: know, No, no, a friend. I think someone had carried it to New York right for me, right And then I wanted you being in New York, seeing see if you could bring it to Boston. Right. But it wasn't anything legal. If you can get someone to, you know. It's oh, it was totally not illegal. It was, no, it was, it was
0: children's clothing. Well,
1: but it, it doesn't matter what it was. doesn't matter what it, it was, but words, it sounded it illegal.
0: illegal. Right. Well, it sounded like, I'm, I'm, I'm an importer, exporter. What do you think about when I do the impression of you?
1: I mean you mean when you do your show? When I do
0: my mom voice.
1: I I think it's funny, but it doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> I
0: mean I know. Katie does the same voice. It even even yeah, Katie does the same voice. I don't know. It's
1: it's when it's she a, talks about me?
0: Sometimes a little bit. It's not mean at all. She'll go, Well, you know, mom said da, da, da. It's, it's, it's said with 100% love.
1: Oh, I understand that. I just, I, I'm not sure why Katie would do it or why, I guess you need, when you're talking about me, you need to t- have some different voice. Right.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, we've been, did it, we did it before I started doing comedy. I mean, I wasn't really even like aware of it when I would, I would say, then my mom said, and then someone was like, what? And I'm like, and then they always ask if she really sounded like that. And I go, wow, it's, it's more of a feeling. It's more of a feeling a little bit. How did you get started with Swedish weaving?
1: Um, well, when we lived in Blue Hill, uh, Maine. Blue Hill, Maine, there were two women who had. I guess I must have always liked weaving. They had a store in this little other little town, and um, they, it was started by a woman who was you know, she wasn't Swedish, but She had Swedish heritage. Anyway, the store got moved to Blue Hill, and I was like, oh, you know, I could take some lessons, Mm because I was was interested in weaving. I don't know how I got interested in it, but here in this little town, and I had a babysitter, it was like, oh, I can go take some lessons, Mm -hmm. which I did, and I really loved it, and I don't know, I, I guess I said I was interested in... Somehow I ended up buying into the business so the three of us owned it i think i just always loved weaving
0: Mm. do you have any advice for anyone who's going through a divorce like in retrospect like is there any advice you could give your go back and give yourself to like a message to give yourself while you're going through the divorce because it's a pretty it was a pretty choppy divorce as as they often are
1: well i mean when i got divorced i had two young kids right um and who were they You, Emma, and my other daughter, Catherine, Katie. And I think you were in second and third grade. Right. And I'll never forget telling you we got your favorite sandwiches. We sat down at the table. Oh, my God. What was that sandwich
0: place called? With the red or something? I don't know. I remember the sandwiches. I remember the chips.
1: But, you know, and we told you, and I'll never forget. It was one of the worst days of my life. The two of you just, like, ran away from the... Table ran into your bedroom screaming and crying, and it was just awful. And I don't know whether I don't know any other way we could have done it. You're you so young, and but I guess the only thing is, is as much as you may dislike the person you're getting divorced from, don't ever argue in front of the children, and don't right. badmouth that person. I mean, right. I don't, I don't feel like I did, but it's kind of hard not to. Um, <laughs> and and but then your father right away was involved in that other
0: person woman yeah who he's not with now with that other person yeah Uh,
1: um and if you've got some friends you know talk to your friends or get a get a therapist i mean what was hard in my case we're both living in the same little town so everyone knows what's going on right and he immediately started taking up with this fucking women so it,
0: it really, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I'm sure he doesn't feel proud of all of that, is but I, I,
1: hear
0: this. He, um, the, uh, there was that one, the one he had near his, yeah, yeah, no need to hash it up, but yeah, I mean, I was so mean, I actually, I was so mean to her. I tried to find where she was years later because I was so mean and it wasn't her fault. I mean, she didn't, she wasn't, she didn't do something right. She did something wrong. But who knows what he was saying to her. But I tried to find her years later, because I, I was so mean to her mom. I would call her, is she coming over? I would talk about her in third person. What's she doing here? It's, you well, know.
1: The minute we were living in different houses, I mean, she was, she kind of went up there. Remember, you went down to visit her one weekend, right. and he, she just, all of a sudden, you, you, you were so young. What could you say? But right. all of a sudden, Carol was in your life, Right. you know? And he should have gone more slowly.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. And then they didn't stay together. And guess what? I told you this. I think she's a, I think she's a lesbian in Ohio. <laughs>
1: How'd you find that out?
0: I was digging around. Oh, I knew someone. My ex-girlfriend Lily's grandfather knew her best friend, Sue. They did like taekwondo together. And I remembered meeting Sue and then Lily's we, I put it together and then I said, can you find out what she's up to? And she said, oh, yeah, bad. it was a bad breakup with your dad, and she's a lesbian in Ohio now. And I said, aren't we all? Aren't we all? What was the naughtiest, oof, what was the naughtiest thing Emma did as a child?
1: <laughs> there were so many of them I can't remember. <laughs>
0: Probably shoplifting. Oh, yeah. I'm that, sorry. Was that was terrible. I'm sorry. I don't know why I was doing that. That was terrible. Maybe a cry for help. I don't know why I was doing that.
1: Well, you did it with Margot and I both know of you had plenty of money I know but that I you hear about kids with plenty of money doing that i
0: I know you know I really I don't know yeah I mean everyone you would went do it
1: a really hard, I think it was before you realized that that you were a lesbian and you know well I don't know what was going on in your mind and our divorce was new and, and I did not cute. like
0: not, it wasn't Carol that was the bad one it was the oh, other one oh, not my stepmom Cynthia. now who's great Cynthia. we both mom and I both love my stepmom now Ellie she's great C-
1: Cynthia was hard and she was so mean C- to you too. I know
0: Cynthia was a f- But you know what Cynthia cannot be held responsible for Cynthia because she is a she's so broken that there's nothing for her to go back to she's where an out that's where it's more on dad and him and I've talked about it extensively and he's apologized I said you that's your responsibility to not let her around people because she doesn't know you can't critique her because she can't say you know if say i did something crazy like the other night i got so mad at something and then afterwards i was like oh my god i shouldn't have gotten that mad she, there's nothing oh my god for her to go back to she's just you know screwed to the wind i would people say
1: come up to me in town and say i've heard who your, your jeff is seeing i'm so Sorry. <laughs> it's like they had real, they had real depth of feeling for me. I'm
0: well, su- she had so she had sued wow. the grocery store.
1: Oh, well, she did so many things. She
0: sued the high school.
1: I remember that, going to the high school. I, this is what I also remember. When our, we had to have a mediator. Remember that mediator? And... Um, I can remember going to this meeting at the high school, and both Jeff and Cynthia came in with their computers, their point of view, and the mediator was there, and I was there, and um, you know, talking about you when they felt like they weren't the school wasn't doing the right thing by you. Mm. But what I really remember is after the meeting, the mediator saying to me, "I don't know how you deal with this. I don't know how you put up with this."
0: And you're like, uh, yeah. Sometimes it takes other people responding to it to be like, and
1: you know, finally Jeff wouldn't pay her because she wasn't saying what he wanted her to say. Right,
0: right, you know, right. Oh my God, I just got this memory of remember when you took us in to get the IQ tests. Remember you took me and Katie in to get IQ tested.
1: I remember someone coming to the house.
0: No, there was one time we went to someone's house, but I remember you never told me what my score was. This is this is mom. We were like, this is like second grade. I don't even remember. I remember it. I remember I'm it
1: take you to someone's house
0: yeah, maybe it was an office a oh, home office
1: yes now i remember because i felt like you um who is that person yes i took you some and jeff was so mad at me your father was so mad at me because he, he
0: said it's better not to know this iq no no, no need no. to investigate take those cranes out of your mouth
1: no 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 i I was concerned that you weren't. You needed a different kind of help in school, and right. in public school you weren't couldn't get it. Right, and um, he wouldn't agree to it. So I went and, and had let's it done. take a note
0: because there are people that we talk a lot. I talk a lot about ADHD, but then when you find the right thing and things click in, you know, and college was great for me. Grad school was great for right. me. So just I mean, you, you got to persevere. Your
1: alternatives were the local high school, where if you didn't fit in. I mean everything was taught by rote you had to memorize it well, right it's not that, that's not, not how you learn. right so then they stick you in the room with i don't know what you call them this <laughs> i mean they put everyone in right. this room no with matter the behavioral problems it. oh i know
0: i was i was trying to talk with the other day i said i said there's something that's so weird about that room if i say it it doesn't even sound real there was a I, i'm telling the truth i swear on my career on everything you know there was this girl in there named brandy who was it was the it was the um room the special ed room but she was did not have a learning disability. She was a dwarf. They just didn't know what to do with her. So this poor girl named Brandy was just put in the resource room. And I remember everyone would cheat off of her because she didn't have ADD. She didn't have dyslexia. She didn't have a depra- behavioral problem. They were just like, eh, she's different. Get her in there. And like this poor girl. And right. she'd been in there. She was kept, they kept holding her back because like, they just didn't know how to process her. So
1: sad. And, I know. and The other alternative was the Waldorf-inspired school where they don't, You know, children learn at their own speed. Right. And, you know, and, um, you know, you remember you had really poor handwriting. Well, you were dyslexic. Right. And you'd get things mixed. And reading was, at that age, was hard for you. Yeah. So there was no alternative for you. Um,
0: So we went in and got this
1: test. And I don't know what, then you remember you went to Landmark for a while, but then you came back. But the thing that was amazing about you, Emma, is when, I mean, when you got to Simmons College, Right. And luckily you had done well well whatever your test scores were but you could do interviews so well.
0: Oh my god, I, I was mean, you...
1: killing it.
0: Oh yeah, I said just let me in, let me in. We mom and I we did this tour. I felt like I was doing a press tour. It was oh, my okay. first You're exaggerating. No, I am not exaggerating. I am not. That's what it felt like cuz I remember we would go in and then I would talk to I would start getting those I would I would start asking the interviewers, I like, go, oh, what was your experience? Well, where did you go to college? How did you get this job? I would get, get them talking. And when this is where I learned this lesson. If you make someone feel recognized, then they will associate that feeling of recognition with you. And then they'll think they like you, even if they don't know you. They just like that you were interested in them.
1: I remember the college. Um, where was it? It was out in Ohio.
0: Yes, I remember.
1: And um, there was that book at that time 10 really good small colleges or something yeah. like that. Yeah, they weren't tier A, whatever. Right. I, I can't Cheer, remember Q. it was all yellow brick. And you went, they said, Do you want to sit in on a class. Right. And you, then the class happened to be um, Mexican history or Latin American history. And you came out of the class and you go, you know, the kids here are really dumb. They didn't uh, right. know the answer to a question, but I knew it.
0: Right, I remember that. And I was like, look, guys, like, I was cheating off of Brandy in no, high school, so I don't know no, what you, no. you guys were doing. Do you remember? I was just, I'm just joking, I'm just joking, I'm just joking. Do you, wait, so what was the result of that test when you had the IQ tested?
1: I don't remember. Mm. Because then, then pleading the fifth. God, you, you poor, I remember having other tests, I don't know how other testing done on you. I
0: remember that.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, I, I remember that the remember ADD this, testing. I remember you and I think Katie had some testing. But you you were subjected to so much testing. Yes. Yeah, so, right. Of well, because the
0: dad was like, no, she doesn't have ADD or she does have ADD. And everyone was like, Jeff, she has ADD.
1: And the sad thing was the schools then didn't know how to deal with it.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, then I think it was in high school when everyone was just... Then they said everybody had ADHD. Remember that? Where it was like all of a sudden... Maybe it was just also I was at a school with a lot of kids with ADHD. But I
1: just remember when you got to Simmons, when you, when you could speak and you didn't have to do all this rote learning, well, you... You, you know, you graduated with high honors. That's right. What, what was the award you won? Uh,
0: oh, I forget. Something, 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 something. But then I won something else. There was something that was voted on because I was in the Caribbean Culture Association and then the Black Student Association for like a little bit. I'm not black, obviously, but I was in it because they I did PR with them and then they came out and voted and then that bumped me up. <laughs>
1: well, anyway. well, anyway. I mean, it just shows that Everyone learns in a different way, and you That's didn't right. get to really learn. You know, the, you got there late because it was wasn't until college, and, right? You know, nowadays it's all different.
0: Last question: How when did you lose your virginity?
1: Isn't it's not kind of a weird question to be asked? I just thought of it
0: right now. We don't have to answer all the questions.
1: Oh, I can remember all the details very okay. well, but.
0: I mean, I did you tell like, your parents about it like did you have a Are du- you kidding no
1: I tell my parents I think I was going into 12th grade at high school and um I remember the first time and I remember thinking that's it right what's <laughs> a great about this right but then I ended up my parents weren't paying that much attention to right. me right and I summer job i had that summer didn't turn out the way it was supposed to so i had all this free time so i was hanging out with this guy and i would spend nights at his house really and after everyone to bed he'd sneak into the room i was sleeping with and right i mean I look back yeah. at back and i was like what yeah i mean thank god i didn't get pregnant but your I mean,
0: parents had the sex talk with you didn't they what did that your parents have the sex talk with you because i remember you having that with me and katie very well and you got us those books, and we
1: went. Nah! And then I we, just, yeah. I don't think they did it so much then. I. I think there was sort of a vague talk. Right. It, but I don't even remember. Right. It. The bee, the bumblebee goes in the honey
0: pot, and you're like, right. "What the fuck? Are we making okay. a sandwich?"
1: I, I, I don't remember, but I do remember. But it was just a, a different era in so many ways. Different era.
0: Well, we have to get to lunch, so thank you so much. I love you so 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 much. I let me make sure I got all the questions that. Um. Oh, so I would love to hear your experience teaching and stuff. So what we get? Um, what do you think about my move to LA? I feel. I feel like I
1: can answer that. I was more scared when you moved to New York.
0: Oh my God, <laughs> never forget it. We're outside, and I was going to go to grad school, and my mom goes. I'm worried about your sense of direction, and I said, because you said, I said it's okay. I'm going to go to grad school. I, th- I really think I can make it in entertainment. I really think I can do were, it. I really, wait, 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 wait. Yes, I was. Right. Yes, I was. That's why so I moved why to New did York.
1: You go to that school then because I,
0: I was scared to go all in with entertainment. So I was going to the school for media studies. So I was trying to dip a toe in here, dip a toe in there. But I said I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it work. I said, and then you you said no, Emma. Literally, your sense of direction. Do you know how to get across town? And I went, oh, no, I have no idea. I thought you were talking about the, the metaphorical sense of direction, like your sense of direction. Like, I said, oh, I'll figure it out And you. Then you said, no, do you know how to take work? the subway? Yeah, right.
1: Like, you know, the avenues and the right. cross streets said, and the west no, side and the I, east side. I meant your sense of direction.
0: <laughs> do you know how to walk around? And I was like, oh, no, not at all. And you're like, oh,
1: god. <laughs> well.
0: Where can people find um, your, the Guatemalan weaving business online?
1: Well, it's called Tinamit Textiles. T-I-N-A-M-I-T Textiles. Yeah, heard. And I have a website, but I don't sell anything on my website. I mean, I had two great outlets, and I sold to two stores. But, you know, that's all since COVID-19. Right. None of that's happening.
0: Well, maybe someday we'll get stuff up on the website. and
1: My clothes are very hard to buy off the web because they like, small, medium, and large. Right. And, and you know, they're not... They tend to be more on the loose side, like a loose jacket or or a tunic. And a lot of people don't wear that kind of clothing.
0: Well, look out for them at, when COVID-19 is over, look out for them at a craft fair.
1: Well, there's something called cultural survival. Cultural survival. Which is in Boston. Yes. Um, So look out for that. And they have a fair at Christmas time and a fair in summer in Rhode Island. Um, so
0: go to those fairs and say, I'd like to find Susan Cheever, Swedish Weaver.
1: Would you? But I, I'm not a Swedish Weaver there, Emma. I'm selling Guatemalan. Well, I know, I know.
0: Right. Say, I'd like to find Susan Cheever, the Guatemalan you, distributor. I'd like to find tinn- tinnem-
1: textiles. Tinnaman
0: textiles. Tinnem- textiles.
1: Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome.